Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and it is hate week. Finally, uh, we get to the point in the season where we can talk some trash about the New Orleans Saints, um, or not, as it may be. Uh, to join me in previewing uh, the Saints matchup on Sunday is the one and only Evan Birchfield. Evan, how you doing, man? I'm good. I love um, when the Falcons play the Saints, even though the Falcons have lost six of the last seven against the Saints, it's still something special about this game because it doesn't seem, it seems like anytime these two teams face off, um, literally can throw record out the window. I know recently, as I mentioned, the Saints have had the Falcons number, but just looking back at all the years these teams have played each other, um, they normally hate, like literally you'd see the players hating uh, each other back and forth. And I know the fans definitely feel the same way. So it's always a special week. Yeah, it definitely is. And yeah, this, you know, the, the history between these two teams is long and storied. Um, obviously, Matt Ryan has not been as successful um, over his career as we would hope, but these have always been close games. Mm-hmm. They don't go according to script. Um, you predict a shootout, you get six to three. You predict a defensive battle, you get a you know a high scoring mm-hmm. game. Like it always seems to go sideways. So um, before we get into the specific matchups, um, why don't you tell us where the injury situation is at? Because I think there's actually some notable updates, particularly mm-hmm. on the Saints side, which could impact uh, who the Falcons face on Sunday. Right. So uh, the Falcons injury report's pretty brief, and to be clear, this is for um, Thursday. November 4th, there'll still be one more after this recording um, on Friday, November 5th. But for Thursday, uh, Russell Gage, he was uh, upgraded to a full participant. Um, He's been dealing with a groin injury, which may help explain why he had zero targets against the Panthers um, Mm -hmm. in uh, week eight. Um, So he should be good to go on Sunday. Um, There was no limited participants, uh, but there was two who obviously didn't uh, practice Calvin Ridley dealing with a personal issue and uh, Jonathan Bullard, um, who has been a good defensive line rotational piece. Um, he's in the concussion protocol and he did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday. So if you see that on the foulcolic.com on Friday that he hasn't practiced, um, I would pretty much assume he's probably not going to play. It's usually how it goes. Um, so that'll be something to monitor, but if he is up upgraded to limited or a full, um, you know, that obviously changes things on the same side. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, full participant with a hand injury, uh, Dwayne Washington, a running back for the saints and also plays on special teams was upgraded from limited to a full participant on Thursday. Um, the big name 
for the Saints, uh, Jameis Winston, who is not on IR technically yet. He he's a non-participant because he's out for the season. I don't know why he's not on IR yet, but that's what, how it is. Um, the big one for the Saints, though, Taysom Hill, who has missed time with concussion. He's been limited uh, most of the week. Um, was a full participant on Thursday. So I know they had Trevor Simeon against the Buccaneers, but I would pretty much bet on Taysom Hill if he's yeah. playing, uh, being their starting uh, quarterback, and him being a full participant this early on a Thursday. Um, I would assume he's going to play. Uh, just some other notables to watch. Limited uh, was Teron Armstead, their left tackle. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, he was a non-participant on Wednesday. He was upgraded to limited uh, participant on Thursday. But aside from that, um, that that's basically the Saints' uh, key notables. Yeah, I think the big change there is going to be at quarterback. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know they did lose Winston for the season. Um, and Trevor Simeon is a career backup. Uh, he yeah. is not a guy that you want to be putting into the starting lineup consistently. I think he can do fine in a pinch. And certainly he did well for them to close out their win against the Bucks last week. Um, mm. But yeah, if, if Simeon was going to start this game, I would feel a lot better about the Falcons <laughs> prospects. Not, not to say that Taysom Hill is some fantastic quarterback. But at least with Taysom Hill, they have the option of using him as a runner on, on top of all that, which obviously has given the problems. Falcons, the, the Falcons, let me try English this time. Uh, running quarterbacks have given the Falcons problems this year. There you go, David. That's how you speak English. Um, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about this offense because this has been – I was looking back at their schedule, and <laughs> um, let's just say the post – Drew Brees era is interesting. Um, they beat the Packers in week one. I think everyone remembers that. They shellacked them 38. Yeah. Uh, but then week two, they lose to the Panthers 26 to seven. Week three, they beat the Patriots 28 to 13. Week four, they lose to the Giants 27 to 21. Week in five, overtime, no less. In overtime, <laughs> right. To the Giants um, at home. At the, and they were at home for that one. Um, go on the road, beat Washington 33-22, beat the Seahawks without Russell Wilson, mind you, 13-10 to in Seattle. Um, and, of course, last week they you know, thumped the Buccaneers at home, 36-27. Uh, if you look at those score totals, 38-7, 28-21, 36 like – there is this up and down pattern with their offense. So maybe hopefully like their offense is back on the down pattern on Sunday. <laughs> um, who do you think they're like for, if you're looking at this Evan and you're looking yeah. at the, the saints offense, um, who are the names you're paying attention to uh, that you think are going to hurt the Falcons on Sunday? Uh, I think the big ones, Taysom Hill, obviously assuming he gets the official start for the saints. Um I mean, just looking at when he played the Falcons previously as their starting quarterback, when mm-hmm. Drew Brees missed time, um, he did really well. Had uh, one one game, seventy eight percent completion percentage. One game, seventy two percent. Had his first NFL um, touchdown, uh, passing touchdown. Uh, sorry, uh, against the Falcons, of and course. I think believe before that was actually high school was the last time previously that he had a throwing touchdown. (laughs) Um, So yeah, for fantasy implications, if you need a quarterback this week, Taysom Hill, unfortunately should have a good day. 
you saw what um, Sam Darnold did before leaving um, Sunday's game against the mm-hmm. Falcons had a lot of success on the ground running the ball. And I would think that most people don't think of Sam Darnold as a running quarterback. So imagine what somebody like Taysom Hill, who for some reason people just can't tackle and he, he ends up having good days on the ground. Imagine what he can do to this uh, Falcons defense. Um, aside from that, I mean, obviously Alvin Kamara is going to play a big part. If uh, they, the Falcons magically shut him down. I think that's where the Falcons have a realistic chance of winning this game. I think the offense is just going to flow through him. Um, But yeah, aside from that, um, Mark Ingram's back with the team. I don't think he's anything to be concerned about. Um, Yeah. Mark has Callaway maybe through the air, but I think a lot of what the saints are going to do is going to have to do with, Taysom Hill, Kamara, um, a lot of groundwork. So hopefully the Falcons run defense shows up. Yeah, because they've not been they have not been good uh this year, uh, especially last week. They absolutely got pounded. Uh, I think in the second mm-hmm. half in particular, they were giving up over six yards per carry, uh, which was a little bit demoralizing. Um, yeah. Kamara's having a little bit of a down year, at least uh, you know, he's got 480 yards uh through the first uh, uh eight games for them, uh seven games, pardon me. And uh, but he's averaging just 3.6 yards per carry and has only two touchdowns, um, which is a little bit surprising because you would expect with him that he would be, uh, you know, getting the large carry of, of those uh, punch in scores. But that's mm-hmm. not been the case this year. And I will say um, in the past, uh, Debo, uh, Deion Jones has played well against Alvin Kamara. And I think that's because he matches up well with him from a size and speed standpoint. And that is a matchup I'm going to be paying attention to in this game is how, how does Deion Jones match up with Camaro throughout the day? Can he limit him? Can he make the, the, the Saints offense a little bit more one-dimensional? As you mentioned, I think uh, Deontay Harris uh, has turned into a, a very good receiver for them. Um, likewise, uh, Marquez Callaway is having a, a pretty good year. Those are their two top receivers outside of Camara mm-hmm. um, on, on that offense. And, you know, uh, I still like uh, AJ Terrell taking on either of those guys. Uh, so really look for whoever Fabian Moreau matches up against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, the big question here is their offensive line versus, I mean, I would call it our defensive line, but it's basically Grady Jarrett and a bunch of guys at this point. Um, our pass rush is non-existent and this is a good offensive line. Um Assuming Armstead plays, he's a very good left tackle. Ryan Ramchek on the other side is one of the best right tackles in the league. Um, you know, Cesar Ruiz at uh, right guard is probably the weak link on this offensive line. Um, you know, they did lose uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Andrus Pete. Uh, mm-hmm. I think is uh, he's out at least for this game. I think he's probably going to go on IR uh, if he hasn't already from a, a look, what looked like a pectoral tear. Um, and then uh, they've got Eric McCoy in the, in the center. So this is a good offensive line. The Saints have always, I think, historically had really good offensive lines. Um, I think if the Falcons are going to get it done, I, I think, like you said, Evan, they have to, they have to be able to, to limit the run. Um, because Taysom Hill, is he's not going to be reliable as a passer. Uh, and I say that knowing that he has passed well <laughs> against the Falcons. <laughs> but – they are missing, of course, uh, premier slant five-yard receiver Michael Thomas, who basically is going to be out for the entire year because of the yeah. complications of Sean Payton being a, a garbage human being 
who tried to run up the score in the Bucks last year, and it cost him his wide receiver. Um, congratulations, Sean Payton. I hope you, um, <laughs> I hope you uh, enjoy that. Uh, go have some Vicodin, buddy. And yeah, I, I'm looking at this offense, and the Saints are like really unpredictable on offense. And you know, obviously Drew Brees fell off in his last year or two in New Orleans, but he was still effective. He was still mostly effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now what we're seeing is that with him gone, this offense is just, it's erratic. And that was with Jameis in there. Um, what will they be like with Taysom Hill as the starter? And I don't think the, the, the Falcons uh, are necessarily an underdog here. I, I feel like there's an opportunity with as well as we've played Kamara in the past with Deion Jones um, and the fact that they don't have slant, uh, their, their best wide receiver um, in the state of Louisiana, uh, the fact that they don't have him, uh, I, this could be an opportunity for the Falcons' defense to get a little bit of a break, but they, they really have to take advantage of it. Um, so I don't know. What, do you feel like that's fair, or do you still feel like they're, it's a matchup nightmare for the Falcons? <laughs> Um, the only reason I think it could be a matchup nightmare is because the Falcons, like when there's obvious runs, they're still struggling. Um, Uh, but just against these type of quarterbacks, um, who, who do have the kind of mobile threat. I mean, I, I can't help, but just last week, Sam Darnold literally was having a field day running until he got taken out by Foy Luke. And, um, because he liked it, just didn't slide. And for some reason thought, nobody would tackle him. Um, (laughs) But he was having, he was having his, you know, his way with the Falcons defense on the ground. Um, Taysom Hill, as much as I don't like him, um, is literally just a better version of that. He can throw, which we saw last year. um, And on what he's, what he's able to do on the ground is going to be a problem for the Falcons. I think. Yeah. Um, Even when it's like, okay, they're obviously running. You don't know if it's going to Kamara or Taysom Hill. He's basically a running back who can kind of not throw. Um, but, you know, we'll see, what, we'll see what happens. It is – I do agree with you. It is a weird offense. Um, it's like they, ha- they don't have one single tight end. Adam Trotman's technically their starter, but Jawan Johnson's uh, – who, who has previous experience as like a receiver also plays tight end. And, and then they have Garrett Griffin who does more blocking than receiving. Yeah. Um, and then they just, their receivers are just a bunch of guys. Marquez Callaway, I think is kind of their most talented currently. Um, but like Traquan Smith, uh, we've seen him in the past. He's just one of those guys where he'll have one good game per season. Um, and for some reason is like a starter for them. Um, Deontay Harris, I think he can be a little bit of a problem um, if he's given the targets. Kenny Stills, how he ended up back on the Saints roster, I have no idea. I feel like we're living in the past. I'm seeing Mark Ingram there too. Um, And and we can't forget Lil Jordan Humphrey, who is like 6'5", and for some reason is called Lil Jordan. Um, (laughs) But yeah, their, their offense, it's a little weird. But to me, the two to really focus on is obviously Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, it, I do think the Falcons are going to have to. If I'm the Falcons, I'm selling out to stop the run. And you know, if that means putting six defensive linemen in there uh, to sell out to stop the run, then that's what you got to do. Yeah, make him beat you through the air. Yes, exactly. That, that would be. And, and no, I think having AJ Terrell playing the way he's do he he has this year, 
gives a should give Dean Pease a little bit more of a, a comfortable approach to this to where yeah. just, you know, have some safety help for Fabian Moreau, whoever, you know, I don't know who's going to match up on who I would like to think Terrell matches up on Callaway. Cause like I said, I think he's their best receiver, but you know, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Yeah. And that, I think that's where I've got a little bit of optimism is if Taysom Hill stays in at quarterback, I feel like if you challenge him to beat you through the air consistently, you sell out to stop the run, you sell out to stop Camara. Um, that is where I think their best opportunities are going to lie. And mm-hmm. we'll see, you know, the, again, the Falcons and saints, the way they play each other, uh, all bets are off, but um, yeah, that that's, that's why I'm a little bit optimistic uh, again, you know, not going to bet big money on the Falcons defense, but um, it is what it is. All right. Uh, I do want to talk about their uh, the Saints defense and how the Falcons offense may match up with them. This one could be a little bit ugly. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. This is Dave Walker. I'm joined by Evan Birchfield, and we are previewing the hate week game. Falcons traveled to New Orleans to take on the Saints, um, and we talked about their offense. Let's talk now about their defense because, you know, this defense is actually, they're a little bit erratic too. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, again, going back to that schedule, they thump the Packers in week one, right? Hold them to three points. Then they gave up 26 to the freaking Panthers. Um, and then, you know, they go into New, New England and give up just 13 points. And then they lose in overtime, give up 27 points to the freaking Giants. Uh, give up 22 to Washington uh, and only 10 to the Seahawks. But, of course, the Seahawks were without Russell Wilson. Um, and then they give up 27 to the Buccaneers, but outscore them. Like, I a lot of people are saying, oh, man, this the Saints defense is good. Um, I think it's a tale of two defenses. Like, I was looking at just standard stats, and they have allowed the second fewest number of points um, this year uh, as, as far as defensive points allowed. Mm-hmm. And from a run standpoint, like, they're actually, uh, I think they're second or third against the run. And – um, no, they're they're first. Pardon me. They are first against the run. They they're allowing only 3.5 yards per attempt, only just under 80 yards per game. So teams cannot run on the Saints this year. They've only allowed one uh, team, and that was Washington, to go over 100 yards rushing. Yeah. So there you go. Like that's, um, and I feel like if the Falcons now, in fairness, the Falcons, you know, don't try to win on the ground. Um, mm. You know, they've tried to establish more of a running game with Patterson and with Davis, but it, it really hasn't been the identity of this offense. The offense is still very pass focused. I think, you know, for those of us who are thinking, oh, you know, we're going to see more of an even distribution. I think that the distribution has still been very pass heavy for the Falcons um, this year. Now, as for the Saints, you know, their passing defense, it's a little bit of a different story. 
Um, as far as sacks go, they have given up or they've, they've got 16 sacks on the year, which puts them sort of in the, uh, the meh territory. Like they're, I think in the twenties uh, and their sack rate puts them in the twenties as well. So they are not like the Panthers. The Panthers are one of the top pass rushing teams in the league. Um, the saints are sort of behind them in both the number of times that they pressure the quarterback and uh, the number of times they're actually getting home. So, I don't think we're going to see a repeat of what we saw Sunday in Atlanta where Ryan was under constant pressure. Um, That said, the one guy that I keep an eye on because he seems to terrorize the Falcons every single time we play them is Cam Jordan, Mm -hmm. um, who uh, I I don't want to say he's one of my favorite defensive players because he is a saint, but I love this guy's attitude. Like he just has a chip on his shoulder. That said, he only has two sacks this year, so he's he's a little bit behind his normal pace um, in the NFL. But um, yeah, he's uh, he's the guy that I'm sort of paying attention to because uh, I think if he gets going, um, he could give Kayla McGarry a really hard time. What are mm. some of the matchups you're looking at? What do you think is some of the key matchups for the Falcons' offense as they face this Saints defense? Yeah, um, I think it starts with the offensive line for the Falcons. Um, mm-hmm. This is another tough matchup for them. As you mentioned, Cameron Jordan's been one of the, I mean, probably one of the most underrated, and I don't want to sit here and praise a Saints player, but probably one of the most underrated pass rushers in the league. He doesn't get the constant attention that some of these other guys have been getting, even though he's been pretty reliable for the Saints over the years. Um, Also, Marcus Davenport on the other side. Uh, They Along their defensive front, though, they have uh, Peyton Turner. He's one of their defensive ends. He was um, limited in practice this week, um, so I'm not sure if he'll end up playing with a calf injury. Um, also, it is uh, Carl Granderson. Um, he's backing up Cameron Jordan, sometimes plays rotational. He's been a non-participant with a shoulder injury, so they may be without two of them, given more time to Davenport and Jordan, obviously. Uh, I think their linebackers are pretty good. Demario Davis, another yeah. one of those super underrated linebackers um, in the NFL. Quan Alexander, everybody probably remembers him being with the Buccaneers. Um, and then, you know, pretty good safeties. Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus Williams. Jenkins a little older, but, you know, he's still he's still good. Marshawn Lattimore, um, probably one of, yeah, one of my least favorite players. Um, he has... You know, I think he struggled a little bit in recent years, but he's kind of returned to that form of being a difficult matchup. Um, but jokes on him because the Falcons really don't have any great receivers right now. <laughs> so good luck. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's the trenches. Um, Shy Tuttle being a backup defensive tackle for him. I mean, they're they're pretty stacked at, on the defensive line, and this Falcons offensive line's been you know, obviously growing with uh, Matt Hennessy in the middle, Jalen Mayfield. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's learning. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, but I, I think it just goes to that battle in the trenches. Yeah. And that's unfortunately where the Falcons have lost in the past with the saints has been when they can't protect Ryan. And um, yeah, I, I, they lost some guys on the defensive line, but they still have some quality players there. As you mentioned, Davenport, he's not quite the guy that you know you give up two first round picks for, but uh, I, I think he's he's beginning to come become a you know a really reliable defensive lineman, someone that they can count on at least you know against the run and to get the occasional sack. Uh, and of course, Jordan. Um, what's interesting with Lattimore is I think he could end up 
being matched up with Kyle Pitts on the day. Um, he's probably their, you know, he is definitely their best corner. And mm-hmm. right now the Falcons best receiver is Kyle Pitts. Um, it's not by Russell far, Gage, by far. Um, so I'll be curious to see if when Pitts lines up wide, if they match Lattimore up to him, if they, mm-hmm. you know, make him follow him even into the slot, you know, when they use uh Pitts in that uh, regard, I'll be very curious to see what they try to do about Pitts because it seems like a guarantee that, you know, they know this Falcons offense right now. If Pitts gets going, uh, he he is dynamite. And mm-hmm. um, I suspect they're going to try to sell out to stop Corderell Patterson and sell out to stop Kyle Pitts and dare Matt Ryan to beat them with anyone else on the roster, whether that's Russell Gage, Tajay Sharp, Hayden Hurst. They will not care about those guys, and they will dare Ryan to try to go to those guys consistently to win the game. Um, that is what I suspect they're going to try to do. And they have the personnel to make this interesting. Um, you know, Lattimore, Grabby Laddie, as we like to call him, uh, has he's better uh, than – he fell off like the past couple of years because the league finally started calling him for all of his defensive pass interference uh, calls that he was not getting flagged for his first couple of years. <laughs> Um, he started finally getting called for those and surprise, surprise, he's not as good when he can't grab onto guys. Um, but it, like you said, this year he's been better. Yeah. For me, it's what do they do to try to stop pits and what do they do to try mm. to stop Patterson? Um, cause I think the trenches, I've got the feeling, um, that Arthur Smith, it was very frustrated with what happened last week. He is a guy that has a lot of focus on the offensive line. And I think he is going to have a better game plan going into this game. Um, but it, it's for me, it's how do they deal with those weapons? Because last week with you know Kyle Pitts, he had just two targets or two receptions for 13 yards. And mm-hmm. um, you know the Saints looked at that performance like, okay, we're going to do whatever they did. Um, and I want to see what, what Arthur Smith does to adjust the offense to try to get his best weapon – uh, Kyle Pitts try to get him the ball more consistently than versus what happened last week. And I do want to say, I think last week you have to take into account that more than likely the Falcons, they practiced all week with Calvin Ridley, um, believing that he was going to be in the game. And when he wasn't in the game, um, that probably had an impact on their plans. And essentially what they had to do is go into the game, pretending Tajay Sharp was Calvin Ridley and he's not. Um, and, I would suspect that with them anticipating Calvin's going to be out this week and you know for some period of time, that they're going to change the game plan and, and hopefully reorchestrate it in a way that will put Pitts in a better situation, put Sharp in a better situation. Uh, Russell Gage, who did not have any targets last week, hopefully put him in a better situation. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I want to see how the Saints match up with us on Sunday um, because this could be really interesting. Uh, Lattimore on Pitts. Uh, I, I, I want to see that. I want to mm-hmm. see that. Um, I, I feel like, um, even though he'll probably be hanging on to Kyle Pitt's waist the entire game, like uh, a cheap backpack, um, I still think Pitts could beat him. So yeah, uh, I, I'm really curious to see how that one plays out. My, my three kind of things to watch for the saints defense is, as I mentioned, they've only had one game where they've allowed um, 100 yards rushing or more, and that was right. uh, to the Washington football team in uh, week five. While, I mean, just comparing, uh, comparing it to the Falcons defense, um, who's allowed five 
of those games. Um, <laughs> the other point, the Saints defense, um, they don't allow high scoring games. Um, they've only they've had no games over 20, uh, 27 points allowed um, on defense where the Falcons for comparison have allowed four of those games. Yeah. And then the other thing, turnovers. Um, I mean, last game against the Buccaneers, they, their defense got three turnovers. They've had three games where they've gotten three turnovers, total of 13 turnovers on the season so far where the Falcons only have six. So obviously a much better defense than the Falcons, but there's some little things where if the Falcons can somehow turn this into a shootout, um, that would definitely benefit the Falcons. If it's a low scoring game, um, I think it's going to be difficult for the Falcons to win. Yeah. hundred uh, percent agree on that. I think the Falcons best best path to victory here is to get into a shootout. Um, and I will say it's, you know, regarding the saints defense, I think if you look at the teams they've played, you know, let's say week one is an aberration because clearly, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think the defense was that good to shut down uh, green Bay 38 to three, only 43 yards rushing by green Bay. Yeah, that was it. You know, week one uh, every year in the NFL tends to be bonkers just off the charts and weird. Like yeah. week one, the bills could barely score, um, you know, one of the best offenses in the league and they could barely put points on the board in week one. Um, so write that off. You know, they played the Panthers um, we know who they are, the Patriots with a rookie quarterback, the Giants, um, who you know ultimately did beat them, uh, Washington, who obviously has quarterback issues, the Seahawks, who didn't have Russell Wilson, and then of course the you know last week the Buccaneers. I thought that was an impressive win um, at home uh, over Tom Brady, but they still allowed twenty seven points. So I like I don't know who this defense truly is because they haven't like faced a lot of top tier competition outside of the Packers and then the Buccaneers last week. Um, because I don't think anyone would say, Oh, well the Seahawks without Russell Wilson should still be a top scoring team. No, no, they're not. Um, Gino is not that good folks. Um, so I, for me, that's what I'm looking at with this defense. I don't know like the numbers line up and say that this is a good saints defense, but when I look at their competition, I'm thinking, there may be an opportunity here. I, I don't know that we know their true identity yet. And um, this could be a game that could go in the opposite direction of, uh, you know, the statistics. I'm not predicting it right. because it's the Falcons and <laughs> we've been burned one too many times. I, I would say too, if this was the Falcons of recent years where we've got Ridley, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, um, I think I feel a little more yeah. optimistic um right now having no relief having haven't seen what carolina basically did to shut down pits um and then you know Ta- tajay sharp no offense to tajay Sh- i i think he's good for what he is but he shouldn't be a wide receiver one or two um russell gage you know i i, I don't know there's probably people who are a little more high on him um yeah. i think he's a good player i think he's a slightly better justin hardy um Again, no offense to Russell Gage. I think he's a good talent, but he should—he definitely shouldn't be your wide receiver one. Right. Um, I, th- I think it's just going to be tough on Matt Ryan to kind of find guys, even if Marvin Hall's elevated to the roster, which might happen. Um, I know Alameda Zacchaeus is there too, but I think it'll just be tough through the air, and that's usually where you can kind of try and benefit on the ground. Um, but obviously this is one of the toughest. I think you might've said the toughest run defenses in the NFL. Yeah. 
Um, So you might see Cordero Patterson having to play more receiver, which I think it kind of, you know, as good as he is at it, um, his kind of benefit this year has been that you don't know how he's going to be used. But if, if it shows that he's having to step up as a receiver to kind of fill in the gap for the Falcons and give him some sort of offensive uh, receiving threat aside from Pitts, I think that's going to be a little tough. Yeah, um, I like having him in the backfield to where he could he could do either or. Um, so we'll see we'll see how they handle it. Yeah, it, it's yeah not having Calvin out there is um, is definitely a downgrade on the wide receiver core. So even even though he hasn't been producing at a high level this year, mm-hmm. um, he still demands attention when he's on the field. And right. now all that attention goes to Kyle Pitts and Kyle Pitts. I still think he's going to have an amazing run in the NFL, but he's a rookie. And when, you know, he's going to have to learn when he gets doubled and tripled, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's tough. And well, uh, when the tight end is your single focus, like as your best offensive uh, weapon, it, it does make it tough because you look at like, everybody would probably say Travis Kelsey right now is the best tight end overall. Yep. And they have Tyree kill. Yeah. Uh, one of the top three, four t- uh, wide receivers. Like there, there's always got to be another threat. You can't just go out there with one tight end. As great as Kyle Pitts has looked um, this season, like it's it's just not enough. You got to have some level of threat on the outsides, um, and I don't think they currently have that with Gage and and Sharp. But I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, you know somebody else steps up. Um, I hope so. On the outside, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll learn a lot about the depth of the. Uh, the Falcons offensive talent this week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. This is a work in progress. All right. Uh, Evan, what's your prediction for this game? Uh, um, I mean, I don't want to pick against Falcons because I hate the saints, but I, I, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah. I think it could be anywhere from like a 28 to 14 win for the saints. Like I'm, I'm, I want to be optimistic and be like, Oh yeah, Falcons will back, bounce back, but they shattered me against Panthers. Like that's a game they should have won. Yep. Um, even without Ridley, I, I thought the matchups were just there. And for some reason they didn't take advantage of them. Um, so I think that's going to be tough going into new Orleans with actual fans this year. Um, it's always a tough environment. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say like, 2017 uh saints but i mean i i hope i'm wrong because I, I want the falcons to win this yeah game. clearly <laughs> trust me if i get it right i'm not going to come back next week and be like oh i got the record right like or the <laughs> score right like i want to be wrong oh man you and me both um i'm in the same boat uh even for all of the caveats i tried to provide i still feel like this is the matchup is not good for the falcons um but it is a division game. These teams tend to play each other very close. With that said, I still think the Falcons are going to struggle to score because of just the where they're at offensively right now with the weapons and with the offensive line. I hope they prove us wrong. Um, but until they do, I'm going to say Saints win this one at home. Grabby Laddie gets away with about five defensive, defensive pass interference, won't get called. Um, and Saints will win 20 to 13. So. Hmm. Uh, hope it goes better than that, but we'll see. All right, Evan, why don't you mm-hmm. tell our listeners where they can find you, what you have going on? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Birchfield. Um, you know, just go to thefalcaw.com for everything. Uh, ton of content, 
injury reports. Um, I did a recent article on AJ Terrell, who's been literally one of the few bright spots this season. He's, he's going to be really good. Maybe not a household name yet, but by this time next year, if he keeps playing how he's been playing, um, it's going to be hard for national media to kind of just shy away from him. Like he's literally been a lockdown corner um, for half the season. So uh, look for that. Also Instagram, um, follow the underscore Falcolic. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, the Falcolic. And uh, yeah, just uh, for, I'm not a baseball fan. Um, I'm only a Falcons fan, but for those Braves fans out there who are listening, um, I I'm, thrilled for you all i love seeing you know the city of atlanta excited about something they they have deserved it um so even though it didn't come from the falcons um you know it was it was great to see atlanta residents not bashing their head against the wall and being excited for one so congrats to you all oh god that's so true um yeah and i've i've been a long-suffering brace fan on and off since the 80s so I've seen a lot of lean years. So that was a very, very gratifying win um, this past week. Very good point. Um, as for me, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, our articles daily at Falcoholic.com. So for Evan Birchfield, this is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.